Welcome to the new age. It's your guy Dayton. In new age, we trust. It's a new week. It's a lovely week. How y'all feeling today? I feel pretty good. It's Magic Monday, and here at New Age, we identify as anything but trust fund babies. In other words, trust fund babies, we are not. However, we bring you our perspectives on all things business, money, and culture. And today's episode is Overlooked Stories of the Week, where we find a story that we thought was overlooked, and we bring it to your attention and talk about it. Let's get it started. Let's get it started. Let's get straight into it. So July 1st, the NCAA changed its rules on allowing collegiate athletes to, you know, monetize their likeness, right? And obviously we're in March, March Madness, so we're seeing some of the people that wouldn't make money, wouldn't make money, wouldn't, you know, monetize their likeness and honestly may not even make it to pros, but they're cashing in. On one of the biggest times for them to make money. So, St. Peter's, one of the biggest stories in March Madness in the NCAA tournament. Uh, Doug, Doug Adirt, I think that's his name. Doug Dirt or Doug Adirt, whatever his name is. The one with the mustache on St. Peter's. He has been cashing it in. And he's reaping the rewards of this stupid rule that has oppressed people like him their whole life. Their whole life. I don't know if he's a freshman, uh, sophomore, junior, or senior. But he posted an ad for Buffalo Wild Wings about, what, seven? Like last week, seven days ago. He posted an ad for Buffalo Wild Wings. And he has a deal... With Barstool Sports, who has pretty much made his merchandise for him. And I'm pretty sure he's getting a royalty off of it. So, this stupid rule has finally been changed. And now you're getting to see people like him, who may never make money off of basketball a day in his life. If this rule was still uh, activated... He may never make money a day in his life because he may never make the pros. But look how much attention St. Peter's has brought to March Madness, to the tournament. So he's reaping the rewards of a stupid rule that's no longer. Shout out to St. Peter's and shout out to Doug or Dirt. Also, Also shout out to Barstool Sports. Yes. For collaborating with him. Yeah, I think they got a... uh, I think it's called Barstool University, where they just got a whole bunch of athletes that they do collaborations and, and partnership deals with. So, yeah, shout out Barstool Sports. That's my overlooked story of the week. I, I think, you know, this is awesome news um, for the athlete. And, you know, welcome to the new age. Exactly. <laughs> this is the new age we've entered in where... We've seen this for some time now, though, over the last couple years, where currency, attention is the new currency. You know, so he's, like you say, he may not never make a dollar off of professional sports. Maybe, maybe not. But even if he don't, he was able and is able to capitalize off of uh, the currency called attention, which is an awesome and wonderful thing to uh, couple with that or to go a step further. Uh, with more news or more good news, 
is that you and I in this new age, and I'm saying you and I as it relates to the listening audience, can also capitalize off of attention. So should we choose? This this gives the new the new meaning of Cinderella story in the NCAA. Uh, you are nobody. You go to the big dance. You end up winning the big prize. If they never made a tournament, if they never made it this far in the tournament, Dougie would have never got a deal in the first place. So the tournament now gives a new feel to the little guy. They're saying not only can we make some noise in the tournament, but hey, if I drop forty on somebody especially a UNC, a Duke, a UConn, a Villanova, somebody of that magnitude, I can walk away with a Buffalo Wild Wings deal. I can walk <laughs> away with a new McDonald's deal. Like, you never know what you can get yourself into. So this deal gives new hope to the little guy. It gives him new hope to play hard, and it gives him new hope to make some money on the side. Yeah, yeah and then, like, so I'm glad you chose the word Dougie because that's how they're branding a lot of his merch, Dougie. Obviously, he, you can easily brand the mustache because he's not too many people walking around with that type of mustache. Him and the Gonzaga dude, Timmy, is the only people that's probably walking around with that type of mustache. But again, and I'll leave it here, look how much attention that St. Peter's has brought to this tournament. Look how much attention. And they would never reap any any type of benefit, really, other than... Maybe more attention for them next year, but the players really who knows if some of them players would even still be there. So it's good for it's a good, you know, opportunity for young athletes and people in general, as LJ said, to really reap the rewards off of the attention you bring to these other platforms. Mm-hmm. So going right into my story of the my overlooked story of the week is coming from None other than the lifestyles of the rich and famous. You know, some people don't like to have um, problems, but they say that problems of the rich is different problems, right? And most people without money, they love to exchange their hand uh, for, the, their, for the rich any day. This story is coming out of the third richest man in the world, allegedly. And that's none other than the owner of LVMH Group. Can you guess what that is? Louis Vuitton. That's right. Bernard Arnault. He's reached an age and a dilemma in his uh, professional life where he knows that he has to transition and he has to choose a successor. So he's up in odds about picking one of his five kids to run his business, um, be the lead in his business because all the kids work in the business, but he hasn't, he's having trouble because he got to figure out which one he wants to be the lead as he uh, rides off in the sunset. So uh, the news came out a few days ago and they talked about how perplexed he is when making his decision. So he's putting the five of them to the test. What do you guys think about this story? I mean, I watch this show on HBO all the time. This is just succession in real life to me. (laughs) I think it's fascinating to have five kids and one of them may be chosen to run the biggest 
you could say top luxury brand. Top, yeah, the biggest brand luxury brands brands yeah in the world. That's just fascinating to me. The I'm interested. Would y'all even want that responsibility? Would y'all want to be the next in line to run run it? Well, I was. Why can't it be split? Why I gotta be one of us? I think, no, to run it. There's not saying that the think, shares yeah, or the I money won't be split. They all have ownership. Of yeah, they will have some type of ownership. Like a CEO or the president, chairman, whatever. I think they gotta have or want to have a main person. Similar to Janie Bus and, and and Jim Bus or Jump. What's his name? The son, his Janie Bus, brought two yeah. brothers. Similar to that. No, it depends on like what. Nah, I ain't trying to run Louis Vuitton. Nah, nah. I'm well, thinking. you know he don't just own Louis Vuitton. He owns Louis Vuitton. He owns Moet. He owns Hennessy. He owns quite a it's quite a few other brands that he owns, luxury brands that he owns. But I'm, but they all fun, fall under the LVMH group. I'm kind of with you though, Antonio. Like, I don't think I'm choosing anybody. I would have all of them. I'm pretty sure all of them can be on the board. All you know. And I just could find a CEO to run it, yeah. you know, and we all got equal voting shares and equal control. And you could just have a CEO director. I don't think I would choose one to be the primary, you know. I think that like cause. And then since it's five, it's an odd number. So if you got a vote and three, e- uh, three outvotes the other two, then there you go. It's fair. It's a fair process. I don't think I would pick a successor, a individual successor. Yeah, I I, I think that like it'll cause a riff in the family because it's like, oh, you CEO now. I think I'm, you know, yeah, I, I run this now, so you listen to me. And then like that's just too much like secessions. Yeah, you see how they was beefing because mm-hmm. oh, you running it, no, I'm running it. Like no, we all equal. Like you said, find somebody to be CEO. Everybody else have equal share voting rights, and we gonna run a business like that. Right. So, but that's what you're saying. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna go with. That's what you gonna go with. What about what your brothers or sisters want? Because hey, if they want to run it, then you don't have that. No, the he talking about the parent. Yeah, I'm as a oh, parent. Oh, you asked them. You asked them what he want to run it. What we or you asked what we want to run it. No, yeah, that was my first question. But then I said this my statement I'm I was saying I agree with Antonio M- most of most yeah, most of most times this is where the family office come into play like what you when what you guys are talking about mm-hmm. hiring somebody from the outside so to speak to run the family's empire um falls you know uh most wealthy people they'll hire a family office to do this to divide the wealth um in the way that you guys are talking about so it's it's interesting that he didn't choose. Well, we can't even say that he didn't choose it yet. He's looking for it to have. Um, he's testing his children now to see which one um can fill that role. But you know, hopefully, it doesn't, to your point, cause a divide, and that you know they can look to a family office set or setting up a family office to run the empire. I think that's might might be the most reliable thing to do. Like especially like if you run a business like that mm-hmm. and you know you're passing it down to more than one person, you gotta have a type of a family office set up. So cause if you just give it to one person, I can just see it causing a riff in the family. I just see it but, too much. Well you're not giving it to I see what you're saying. 
Because we don't know how it's divided as right. far as split, but yeah. as far as running the company. Yeah. You know, I, I get what you're saying, though. I, I think the... Um... I think I think the the main thing we gotta look at look at is the Waltons. I, I don't feel like I don't. Some of them is more tied into Walmart than others are, mm-hmm. but they all got like a pretty much equal part of the pie. So you know, like the female, the female. I'm saying the female Walton, the daughter <laughs> of the Waltons. She does like a whole museum, and you know, mm-hmm. she's not really hands on with Walmart, mm-hmm. but she got the, she got that them shares and that ownership of right. Walmart still benefits off the Walmart legacy, the Walmart family. So, I, I think as long as it, as long as I got the ownership, because I could be into, let's say sports, right? You know. I, you know, Louis Vuitton ain't really big into sports per se. Mm-hmm. So, but I could do my own thing and still be benefiting mm-hmm. off of Louis Vuitton. So I, th- I just think, you know, that's how I would, yeah, how what, I would, you know, run it. Yeah, what's interesting about it, like you just said, is um, with the Waltons, they have their own individual businesses that they run outside of their joint business, being Walmart, Sam's. They even have a bank. Um, yeah. So, but they, but, but the family, the kids do have different individual, um, interests and businesses of their own. And there you have it. That's the, uh, overlooked story of the week from the lifestyles of the rich and famous. Antonio, (laughs) hit us with yours. All right. We all go to the market every week. We all see the prices going up. I don't, sorry. Well, (laughs) just got ETV dinners all day. So... (laughs) We all go, the normal Americans go to the market every week. They see the prices going up. They see the food uh, capacity coming down. Joe Biden came out last week and said the food shortage will get real. He said that things are getting tough in Russia with these sanctions with the U. I mean, with Russia and Ukraine and these sanctions are putting a hold on the short on the food supply. So he said there will be a food shortage. Now, me looking at the me looking into the situation myself. I don't believe that you're going to market and see nothing. But what people are failing to realize that the the low-income families will be priced out. And that's when the food shortage will hit home and really put an impact on the American people. Because, you know, you go to the market now, you might see a loaf of bread that was $2 six months ago. It's now $3.50. Now, when this food shortage hit, like Biden is claiming, and he's putting the blame on Russia for this, when that food shortage hit, that three dollars and fifty three fifty dollar loaf of bread probably be five dollars. Your low income family can't afford that. That's when the food shortage will come in. Mm-hmm. The people with the low income will be short on food, and they'll be priced out the market. And the demand, you know, and price supply and demand. That's when things get a little crazy out here. So there will be a food shortage, but not in a, not in the way of there's no food in the market. It's the fact of I can't afford this, I can't buy that, so that way I'm low on food. Oh, okay. I gotta call BS on this. I'm sorry. I got zig when everybody's zigging. What does Russia grow? I mean, well, they said grain, that grain, wheat, um, wheat, yeah, wheat, soy. That's where they get the majority of their wheat and soy from. But to your point. Uh, U.S. growers also said that with the war in Ukraine going on, they don't know if they want to plant more, no, plant more 
mm-hmm. wheat, soy, or whatever, and then the war ends, and then the food price comes down, and they then threw away all their material trying to grow stuff, and now they then over overgrew supply, and now they got to throw it all away. So, are we saying the United States get most of their wheat and soy <laughs> from Russia, Ukraine? Ukraine? Yeah. Hmm. I think most of the world does. Yeah, most get, of the world. Yeah, yeah. get their wheat and soy from. Okay. Well, but it, how it applies to the United States, so that's a great, great question. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure that. At, at first, I thought you were saying that we get most of our, you know, food supplies from Russia, and I'm like, it's about thirty degrees there. Like, I know they're not growing, like. To the capacity that they supply in the United States to that degree, so I'm on page now. Okay, I still I'm still calling BS. You know, you know me. I you know y'all laughed at me before when I talked about Beyond Meat. You know, and them supplying you know 3D uh, meat and copycat you know whatever. So have you? And this is a perfect opportunity for them, just like during a pandemic with the jab was perfect opportunity for the farm, big farmer to capitalize on. It's no different with this, with these 3D companies and that being the new age and the wave of the future. This is a perfect opportunity for them to usher in these 3D printing uh, meats, vegetables, lettuce, and you name it, they'll make it. <laughs> but to your point, Antonio, it's already been projected that the price um, inflation will go up by uh, another 40 percent before 2022 is out. So I can see um, again, them getting uh, where your point is, them getting very rich off of this uh, supply and demand scheme. <laughs> I want to I want to use this so bad, but I'm, I'm going to use it for our next podcast. I'm going to use it for our next podcast. This is a good one. It's, it's tying into this one. So if you're looking at, if you're listening to this, listen to, is this going to be on reactions or level hate? I'll, I'll say that for level hate or reactions. So that'll be Wednesday's podcast. Listen to this. I got something to tie into this. That's really good. All right. So that's Overlook Stories of the Week. Thank you. Good podcast, fellas. Rate us a five star if you're listening and you like this podcast. If you didn't like it, it's okay. Rate us a four star. Anyway, welcome to the new age. In new age, we trust. trust.